This week's podcast is brought to you by FreshBooks. I've been using FreshBooks for years. We send hundreds of invoices a year using FreshBooks. It is incredibly easy to use, whether you are a large business, a mid-sized business, or a freelancer, FreshBooks allows you to send out custom invoices and get paid faster. I have a secret. We were using a very popular uh, accounting system that a lot of people use that's a giant pain in the neck to use, and I couldn't do it any longer, so I searched out all over the internets to find a place where I could do my bookkeeping online and I came up with FreshBooks and I'm pretty excited about them. Uh, They are not expensive at all. They are perfect for freelancers. They are perfect for the self-employed and they're perfect for my business too. And for the next 30 days, you can have unrestricted free trial to FreshBooks by going to freshbooks.com slash MDP and enter million dollar plan. You guys know I don't endorse a lot of products. I only like to endorse things that I use and I've used them for years. So check it out, freshbooks.com slash MDP and enter million dollar plan and see why I'm always so happy. A podcast? Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons. This week on the Million Dollar Plan, we talk to a very nice lady in her mid 30s who wants to try to do everything at once. I know, Lynette, how about that for an intro? Uh, uh, so I read your email and I, I thought, wow, why, why don't we just do everything at the same time? Yeah, that's my thought. So you've got a great financial life going. Things are things are going so well. So some disruption is about to take place, and our job is to see what, <laughs> which of those disruptions make sense, which are actually not disruptions, but just sort of temporary uh, changes. Uh, so help us understand your life. You're 34 years old. There are other people involved. Yeah. Where are we yeah. going? Yeah. Yeah, so, well, thanks for calling me a lady. I yeah, don't think sure. anyone's ever called me a what, lady. What should I call you? I, I, I'm always I get confused. Like, here's the thing, and thanks for bringing this up. Like, I always yeah. want to call, like, a, a woman that is my age or younger a girl. Like, oh, I, I you know, girls. Yeah. But that seems insulting, right? Yeah. And yeah. woman, I, woman I, was weird. It was like, hey, yeah, woman. Yeah, it's a little medical, right? Yeah. Like female. Female, yeah. Uh, no, like gal. <laughs> Maybe call you a gal. Yeah. No, that's not. I don't right. know. All the options have the potential of just being kind of condescending. So I can't I'm with win. You. It's, I'm it's totally. A tough one. All right. No, so we yeah. are uh, human. Gender human. neutral show. We are gender yeah. neutral. <laughs> so uh, well, we have a person in her 30s. Yes. Oh, and yes. our gal. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, and in, in my 30s, my husband's also in his 30s. We have a, a toddler who's almost two. Um, we're about to move. I'm thinking about going back to school, um, just everything. And also, I'm super anxious. That's why I'm calling. We call you a box number two person around here. Not number two okay. is in, you know, here's, here's how it works. There are four boxes, okay? There's uh, okay. A box yeah. two is people who are doing well, but suffer anxiety in spite of doing well. That's you. I, even that definition is calming to me. It's calming? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, because it's hard no. to know if you're doing well. I started, so when my daughter was born, I got a little obsessive about financial planning and just organizing our life in general. Sure. And then in that process, I started listening to like all these podcasts and radio shows, reading all these books. And, you know, one of the, maybe one of the problems with that is that like a lot of the hosts are like, yeah, I'm 25. My net worth is $1.3 million. That's just you know? dumb, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's super stressful because then yeah. you think, well, no matter how much I do at this point, I'm 34. I can't write this ship. I'm not, I'm, I'm not yeah. there at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but are you, wanting, have, you're not wanting to retire at 40 though, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah, I mean, you're fine. Like, so let's go, let's go through it. You, you got how many people are working? You got 100,000 household income. How many people are working there? Yeah, that's not really accurate. So because we're moving, we're in the process of moving. Okay. So I quit my job about three weeks ago. Yeah. I'm retaining a little part of my contract. So that's not including my income. That's just my husband's income. Okay. So, you know. Because I'm not sure how much I will be working. Okay, so 100,000, that's your husband's income. Okay. You know, did you quit in like a very millennial way? I know you're right on the borderline at 34. <laughs> did you like write a blog post about your quitting or no? <laughs> no, not at all. I like no. cried because I love my job. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's okay, darling. Be there again, the gender stuff. I just did the thing um, I, I hate to do. I hate to throw millennials under the bus. That wasn't fair. So I like to apologize to my millennial <laughs> listener. Um, and I'll, I'll write a blog post apology. Yeah, they're just one. It's just one. It's my cousin. Okay. Okay. Um, okay so a hundred thousand, what was your income before you quit? So I, it's been, everything in our life has been a little bit fluctuating the last few years. Cause we, we moved three years ago, had a baby two years ago. Okay. And since then I would say that like last year I probably made mm, maybe 35,000 working part time. Okay. Like a third, like, like. 15 hours a week. Sure. So, okay. So you're moving again though. You're about, you quit your job so you guys can move. Are you moving to a house that you're going to buy? Like what, where are you out there? Yeah. So the tough thing, and maybe you you can give me some input on this, but we tend to be moving every three or four years. I think that would slow down sometimes. And so far, you know, the houses that we've bought individually and together, you know, we've done well on them and the market has been friendly to us sure. at the times that we've been selling and buying. So, um, yeah. What's up with that? Why are you moving every three to four years? Are you like, are you, are, up you, with that? are you running from, uh, like, you, yeah, like you kill a neighbor <laughs> and then you're like, we should probably split. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I must be. I, you know, I think both my husband and I, he's worked for the same company for 11 years now, which okay. is very non-millennial of him. He's right. a little bit outside that definition anyway. But so he, but we both like a lot of variety and change in our life. We've both lived overseas. We've both lived in about five states each. So we just like change. Um, but we're trying to do it in a way where, again, we're keeping kind of financial basics sure. stable. So within his company, he's been able to move, you know, the last couple of times that we've moved. I, I and I think that will... And can you say with confidence that each time you've moved, that buying the house in the first place ended up being a good decision, or have you split on that? No, it has been really good so far. This is the only time that I'm a little concerned about it, and maybe, again, just because I'm more concerned in general about it. well, let's, uh, so the, the 180,000, let's take a look. You have 180,000 in long-term savings. Is that, is that right for retirement, 180,000? 
That's not right. We have about 225,000. All right, I will adjust that. 225,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're putting about 130, or pardon me, $1,300 uh, dollars away a month. Is that accurate? All right, so that makes your million dollar day, which since I had to change the number here, the million dollar day is going to be for you July 31st, 2030. At your current pace, July 31st, 2030, you uh, will be a millionaire if nothing else changes, okay? Yeah. Now at age 67, uh, which is normal retirement age for someone your age, you will, and because I had to change the numbers, you'll have $5.64 million. Um, if nothing else changes, uh, with a net monthly retirement income of $13,100 a month or after tax or in, after inflation. So it feels like today, $5,800 a month in today's dollars. I consider that to be pretty solid given that your take home pay right now is probably close to 5,800 a month. Yeah, I think that's right. Yes. So, okay, so I... I, yeah, I, I feel, yeah, that makes me feel great, Pete. Well, this, this sure. Call. Yeah, your net, your net monthly income's <laughs> 5000 bucks right now. Yeah, right. Okay, so here's where we're going with this. You got, you got a lot of things you want to accomplish. You're going to move. You want to know the right amount of house to buy. You want to know whether yes. you can invest in a law degree. Right? Right. That's right. That's so what, right. Do you want to, what do you want to do with a law degree? What, do you just, like, bore your friends? Like, what, I, what are you hoping to do? Y- no, you know... Um, I'm going to try not to get too political here, but the the last couple of years has made me really appreciate the judicial system. Okay. And also, I've been working in career development um, in my primary career now, and just thinking about how I can best use my skills and what I like to do, which is provide advice and consultation and kind of get expertise and provide expertise, expert advice. So, so, so let's just call that, that is a purpose-driven education yeah. decision. I like that. I have no beef with that. How, and you feel like you'll be able to cash flow it. Yeah. Um, I'd be going to a state school I've already identified in the state will be moving to. And because of some other factors, the tuition should be about $10,000 a year for three or four years. So not too bad for law school. Jeez, I'll take one tuition. of those. Can you get two for yeah, one? Yeah, right? just want to join us? Um, let me just tell you this. I would be a terrible law student because they're like, hey, read this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good. Is there a podcast I can just listen to? Um, right. Are you, by the way, since well, you're going to be an yeah. attorney, am I getting billed for this call? Like, are you going to send me an invoice for this? I, I already I already did. Oh, my so. gosh. I knew this was yeah. coming. Uh, and then there, there's another factor I read in your email, something else you're trying to accomplish yeah. financially. And this is a big one. Right. Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah, so we we have one child now, and we might like to adopt another child, which, as you know, just has more upfront costs. Yeah. Um, typically. So yeah, so that's the other thing we're considering. Also, all of this is sort of up in the air. I don't feel like I have to go to law school. I feel like I could keep doing things like I've been doing and be happy and be sure. fine. I don't have to have another kid. We have one healthy, happy kid. Like. What more could I freaking ask for? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I don't feel like anything has to happen. Yeah, I like this because what we're here from, okay, I'm now I'm going to just talk about numbers as opposed to like being a human for a second. So I'm going to be robotic, okay. robotic, Peter. As long as you can continue to uh, make prudent decisions long term, it, then you're fine. So in my, so in my opinion, 
right now, as long as you don't adjust that $1,300 a month that you're setting away for retirement, then do whatever the hell you want to do. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Now to accomplish this, if you need to back off of that, that's a little bit of a different story. Would you have to back off that $1,300 a month worth of long-term savings? Wait, wait, wait. We'll complete that thought right after these words. So you're racing against the clock to wrap up three projects, prepping for a meeting later in the afternoon, all while trying to tackle a mountain of paperwork. Welcome to my life, and welcome to the life of business owners and freelancers all across this globe. Challenging? Yep. But our friends at FreshBooks believe the rewards are so worth it. The working world has changed. With the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for the self-employed. To meet this need, FreshBooks is excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. And believe me when I tell you, it's beautiful. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom-built for exactly the way you work. And I work. And anyone works. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. (laughs) The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features. Create and send professional looking invoices in less than 30 seconds. For those doing the math, it's a half a minute. Set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days earlier and see when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to the guessing game. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. That's you. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash MDP and enter million dollar plan in the how did you hear about us section. That's freshbooks.com slash MDP and enter million dollar plan. Go get the free stuff right now. No, I don't think so. Only because in the last couple, maybe the last two and a half years, we've also paid off about $50,000 in debt. So that now we don't have to do that because we paid all that off. Yeah. And I feel like that extra money can go towards some of the stuff that might enrich our lives in, in this way, you know? Okay. So let, um, let, let, what, what was your house payment prior to move? Well, I guess your payment right now is 840 yeah. bucks. Is that right? That's right. Yep. So are you trying to stay in the same range when you move or not? So that one of the things that's difficult about where we're moving this time is that the housing costs are just a little bit more expensive for similar, you know, number of bedrooms, that kind of thing. So we're looking at about maybe something more like $1,100 a month. And so that gives me a little bit of pause. Well, in relation to what your income is, that's like right on the nose of what you should and could spend based on a $5,000 take home pay. Like eleven hundred dollars okay. is perfect. I mean, it's okay. Um, actually, twelve fifty would would be perfect. Um, okay. So you can go up to that range. But then the issue is, um, can you still cash flow college or, or, or law right. school? And by the way, right. Even not cash flowing college and taking on a few student loans that then could be paid off relatively quickly isn't a terrible idea. 
Okay. And here's what's crazy. I hate student loans, but given your situation. I know, Peter. <laughs> okay, yeah. You're, now, look at this. You're forcing me to break your rules. How is this even possible? <laughs> uh, right. Um, so then there's that. But then, then the, the adoption, really, I, I think that's the stinger here. How, how much are you, do you think an adoption costs? I... How much do you think it costs? I I have read that it costs about twenty thousand dollars. I've seen. We're looking for at domestic sure uh, adoption. I, I've seen between twenty and forty, and I've seen twenty and forty okay. both international, and I've seen I've seen a forty sure. domestic as well. So. Ooh. I mean, what uh, Kanye and Kim are paying a surrogate <laughs> forty five thousand bucks to bear their child? Have you thought about that? Yeah. You know, but as a percentage of their net worth, that seems completely reasonable. Right? Is that I, weird? Look, I'm not a celebrity news person. I don't give two rips. But when Me I saw either. that, I was like, 45 grand? Exactly. I mean, come on. <laughs> that surrogate should have really asked for more. There was more on the table there. I think she left them. Yeah, here's here's the thing, and, and we shouldn't go into this, but at some point they're <laughs> going to get extorted for more money than that from this person. And no offense, right. but it's going to happen. Right. It's totally, anyway, this is right. incredibly inappropriate. Um, <laughs> so, okay, you have $25,000 in savings. How is that $25,000 in your savings account affected by the adoption? Do you think it would just take you down to five grand then? I think we could. I guess I hadn't thought about that because I have been thinking about how much of a down payment we might need, yeah. um, depending on what kind of houses are open, because we're still in the process of actively looking at houses in our new location. How much so, equity is in your current house? Yeah, uh, 45000 Okay. So would that be enough of a down payment, or would you need to, to pad it a little bit? It would, but you know, every like $5,000 you add, you know this. Like, well, no, please tell me. I, I mean, I, this is good. Yeah. No, tell my listeners. <laughs> you know, I don't really know exactly, but, you know, when you run the little mortgage calculators, every time you throw a few more thousand dollars in the down payment, it really helps reduce that, that monthly mortgage cost, uh, yeah. which, again, I think we'd probably just use those savings for something like savings or adoption or whatever. So maybe it's all kind of slushy in that way. Um, but, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I think we could use some of that savings toward adoption costs. We have never had to touch our savings yeah. ever, and that doesn't mean we won't have to, but we've always kept it pretty just really kept it in place so what's fascinating about your situation is that you can survive make good decisions retire successfully on a one hundred thousand dollar a year income one one hundred thousand dollar a year income so that gives your luxury of, of another person in your household that person happens to be you of course to right uh, in, I'm about to use the term I hate. Uh, invest in your career by going to law school. Uh, it, it allows you to, um, you know, give a child a home that needs a, a needs mm -hmm. a great home. Um, and so, like, I feel I don't feel much hesitation here from my from my perspective. There's a lot going on, but if you take it yeah. easy on your house, you're fine. Uh, you think you can still cash flow college, even if you can't buy a couple thousand bucks here or there, I'm fine with it. Because I assume once mm -hmm. you get out, you'll be making at least thirty to 40000 right? Yeah, that's my thought, is that even part-time, I could increase my what I've been making by, you know, maybe ten k to start, 20K in a few years, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it's funny. People talk about how law, the, the oversaturation of, of law degrees and how that affects the marketplace. Number one, mm -hmm. um, you're not trying to go to a big firm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and number two, the saturation is a big issue when people have law school debt, 
right? Mm -hmm. You're going to come out with little to none, which makes you more flexible to, to do more interesting things. And it sounds again, like you're doing this, I would say for the greater good, that's a little carried away, but you're, you're doing this not to uh, make the money of an attorney, but to serve a community that you think is important. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <sighs> interesting. Okay, so I'm feeling better. I'm feeling great, Pete. You want to talk every week? This uh, is yeah. really good. Uh, I mean, I got nothing to do. Um, so <laughs> right, you, right. You have, you, what, tell me about the debt you paid off. Was that undergrad debt or what was the 50 grand? Yeah, that was some, yeah, that was some lingering undergrad debt for the most part. Yeah. And then both our cars, I mean, we thought we didn't have much debt and then we just kind of added it up and we're pretty surprised that it was $50,000, you know, I mean, that's a chunk. So what uh, region of the country do you currently live in? Right now we live in the Southeast. Okay. And then if you're watching a pizza TV, my eyes just shot up into the right. Like I had to imagine where the Southeast was. That was really <laughs> embarrassing. Um, and then what area do you think you're going to potentially move to? Yeah, so we'll be moving to the very middle of the country. Oh, that's like, fun. We uh, we would say the Midwest, but people here think Ohio when you say Midwest. Yeah, you know what? I live in the Midwest, of course. Um, but I think yes. even, I get confused about this. Like, what is the Midwest? I consider it to be yeah. Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio. But then some people say Michigan and, and Minneapolis are the Midwest. But I don't know if that's true. Right, right. And what about even a little west of that? Is that west then? Missouri. Colorado. Oh, that's, that's west. West? Yeah, okay. people yeah. have Subaru Outbacks out there. Like, <laughs> this is all based on the number of Subaru Outbacks in the county uh, uh, seed, you know? Um, I want that map. I want that map. Every time I have someone from Colorado on the podcast, I ask them if they have a Subaru Outback, and nine out of ten times, they reluctantly say yes. <laughs> All right, so you're in the southeast. I'm going to guess what car you have. Okay. Okay. How old your your toddler's three? Yeah, two. I'm going to go with a Honda CRV, and I'm going to go with a <laughs> Nissan Altima. What do you got? Oh my gosh, no, that's interesting choices though. Yeah. So I drive a, a Honda Civic. Oh. And my yeah, you're close. And my husband drives a like. 15-year-old Dodge Dakota. Oh, he seems manly. Is he manly? You know, not really. <laughs> He's more practical. He, he grew up on a farm. Yeah. He's like farm kid. Well, know? that's man. I mean, he's touched a cow's He's not teats. like... I mean, he's a man. Yeah. Or a pervert or a man. He's one of the two. <laughs> a little of both. Yeah, well, good. that's good to hear. That's what I was looking for. Um, how about life insurance? You know I'm going to ask. Where are you at there? Yeah, that's... I think that's okay. That's one of the things on our list, my list after we move to do a little more digging into. Yeah. He has about seven times his income now through work. Okay. And I I think I'm insured for about 100000 Yeah. So. I, you could, I mean, he could yeah. round up to a mill. I mean, you could go to 500. Uh, I, I think the key is if the adoption is going to be a thing, then mm -hmm. you, you definitely want to go there. Are you going to adopt a young, young child, a young child, a 30-year-old? Like, what are you adopting? Like, what yeah, kind of ages right. are we thinking? Of? Yeah, I'm hoping to adopt a friend. I hadn't thought about that. That is a great idea. Good, good age. Someone that can work. Um, right. I, we would like to have an infant again. That was just a fun sure. process, have a baby. So I think that would be fun. Yeah. Um, and that's probably our option, plan, plan A. Yeah, you know what? Your situation. I get your. I, I get your uh, 
anxiety because we're talking about three major things, a move, a law degree, an adopted child. But somehow, some way, and that somehow in some way is, is you and in, in the way you and your husband have chosen to live your life. I think you're going to be able to accomplish all three um, within that $100,000 constraint on an annual basis. That's uh, that's pretty remarkable. I, I'm going to credit that to your diligence in paying off your debt over the last few years, because I think it just develops a certain habit. Would you agree with that or no? Yeah, I think so. And I, I also would credit our parents without getting too like Oscar speechy here. No, but, please do. Thank you know, all the little people. Go ahead. <laughs> We, you know, our parents lived very frugally and really worked from, like, poverty to, you know, to being able to provide for their kids and for now some of their grandkids. So we've had really good role models of what it means to make and spend and not spend a dollar, you know? And that's been helpful. What kind of law law are you going to go into? You're going to go into, like, you're not going to go into constitutional law. You're going to go into, like, uh, or are you? (laughs) Human rights law? What are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. There's a couple possibilities. I, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Pete? Um, I've been thinking about elder law or estate planning as an option. Really? Um, that politically, that, like, you, you clearly have been moved politically, and it's going to go to elder law. That seems a little odd, just to be honest. <laughs> well, I think more, it's just I appreciate um, that there's a lot of people running around in society who actually have good knowledge of the judicial system and yeah. laws, and they... Can't, you know, I have some attorney friends who, who uh, donate some of their time to different organizations, so I think it'd be great to be able to do that, too. Yeah. Um, to do some immigration law or kind of pro bono stuff on the side would be fun. I but, I, but I also, so, yeah, I mean, I like working with people and people's life situations, and so I think I would feel like I was being purposeful in any way I was doing that, too. So it might seem kind of disparate, but... And you, um, and I'm going to have to Google that word later, um, did, and so... <laughs> You did mention, too, you had a question about using a Roth IRA as a funding vehicle for your child's education, right? Yeah. Well, I don't really know much about college um, saving or savings and investment plans, so maybe you can educate me a little bit about that. We have been sort of saving for her in an existing Roth that we just, that we rolled over from a previous employer. And knowing that we can only take out the original contribution. Yeah. but thinking also, you know, it could be maybe she wouldn't want to go to school. We also move around a lot. So how does how are like 529s affected by that? That kind of yeah. thing. We just don't so know. So a Roth, with a Roth, uh, which you have, a, a education is a qualified expense for that, meaning that you're, that you're able to use the Roth for that uh, without exception. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that you can use mm-hmm. that vehicle and you can use the earnings. Um, oh, okay. Using the Roth, which is a, it's a pretty solid uh, backup plan. And I'm using air quotes. You can't see this, but I'm saying it's a backup plan. I think, but depending on what Midwestern state you're moving to, a 529 can make a lot of sense too because it can have state tax benefits. Um, the issue there, I would say, is if it gets too top heavy, meaning there's just too much money in it, and then your child decides not to go to school or that they get a scholarship, that the, the Roth is sort of this better hedge. Well, we could just use it for retirement anyway. But if they don't get a scholarship and they do go to school and then you use your Roth for that, then that's money you can't use for retirement. So I I like to keep them separate. I mean, we've got uh, Roth vehicles when applicable in our household and the times of our lives when you can contribute. And then we've got we we continuously contribute to 529 plans. And by the way, when you move, it doesn't matter. 
Uh, it, it doesn't matter okay. at all, state okay. to state. I would just say this. You generally, and this is a big generally, want to contribute to the 529 plan in the state of which you live if there are tax benefits to doing that. And okay. each state is different. So I don't know where the, what the, the benefits are for you now, but if you're moving, uh, I would look at the next state. So Yeah, yeah, okay, that's good. Uh, but other, yeah, uh, what else? I mean, this is, uh, I, I like your situation. I, I think you should have a lot. I think you should be a box number one person, which is cool, calm, and collected because you've earned the right to be so. Ah, oh, that just made my day, Pete. Well, every once in a while, I make people happy. <laughs> no, that's, it's helpful just to have someone else. Like I said, instead of me yeah. listening to a million podcasts and like reading a bunch of articles and wondering like, wow, where should we really be at? It's sort of helpful to just have someone say, yeah, you're on track. Just keep going with this stuff. Yeah, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant, and I apologize, and this is not going to go, this is not going to go well. Here's what happens. <laughs> Sometimes in personal finance, someone like personally gets out of like a crazy situation. They pay off like $30,000 in debt, and now they're this financial expert that has podcasts and books and things to do it the exact way they did it. Unfortunately, that's just <laughs> not the way things work. Or someone that, you know, ate um, you know, saltines for 7 years, and now they have $1.4 million and they're 22, and it's like you know, that's great, but that doesn't help. I mean, this is, this is not about numbers. It's about knowing how you're raised and what you want. And, and so I, I, I get turned off by some of those things sometimes where someone, they paid off 50 grand and then they expect that they're somehow an expert because they paid off 50 grand. That, that doesn't make sense to me. And this is a pointless rant. I'm very sorry that you're part of it, Lynette. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And just, uh, I mean, I think we, want a balanced approach toward most things sure. in our life and it's it is kind of hard to find money advice that's balanced you know what else anything else can answer i mean this is a good situation i'm going to give you nine out of ten peters wait that wait that's on the wine scale <laughs> we only do peters on the wine scale i'm sorry nine out of ten stars this has just gone downhill uh nine out of ten uh stars uh for your uh, your situation, the life insurance needs fixed. You're going to be an attorney, yeah. so you better. Ha do you have legal paperwork done, Lynette? <laughs> we do, but we need. I think we need new. Yeah. Where we're moving. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, you'll be able to figure that out, and especially, and and let's also say with the, with the adopt the child, there's some additional financial considerations there, not only from adoption, but then you know. Um, there's a lot going on there, right? It's it's not a it's not a one-time event in which the adoption takes place and now we've ripped the band-aid off and all the expenses are gone. There there's something <laughs> right. there. And I mean, if you've ever been around an adopted family, which you probably have, most people have, there can be some additional expenses uh, at the beginning too. So Yeah, right, right. Uh, nothing else? We good? I think that's it. Thanks. This was great. I really appreciate it. I love to take credit for situations like this of which I had nothing to do with. So, <laughs> I'm glad we could help you out. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. I appreciate All it. All right. Keep listening to the show. And if you want to be on the Million Dollar Plan, be on the Million Dollar Plan. Go to PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. And when you go there, there'll be something to click on. I'm going to be honest. I haven't looked at that page in a really long time. It's someone else's job to do that. They do a pretty darn good job at it. When you're there, figure it out. I'm, I'm a, a pretty good chance it will not be the first time you've been to the Internet. And so if it is... I can't help you. You're not going to be on the show. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. I love Lynette's situation. It's the, th here's the thing. You read her situation at first on an email and you see what's going on. And it's like, I want to go to law school. We want to move. Uh, we want to adopt a child. And I'm just thinking, 
Why are you bombing your life with all of these things? They're good things, but they're still bombing your life. But you know what? She's going to come out the other side just okay with that. And by okay, I mean good. So I like it. That's why every situation's different. If you know what I'm saying. All right, that's it for this week's show. I don't have anything witty to say to end it. So I'm just going to hold up this here piggy bank and say goodbye. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money right, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult Avancial Divisor. Release from Everest, the freshest fresh. And you can call me ET, word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations. I bring you love, Tron greetings. From a faraway land, I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Greetings, uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol, stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, and beats I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, and beats I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?